0: Scanners detecting more trouble in Sector 9 No doubt it's the work of that nefarious criminal The sworn enemy of the Galactic Alliance The evil Emperor Zurg
1: Attention please
0: Eastern Airlines Flight 72 Your fiesta flight to Mexico and the ancient pyramids Now departing at Gate 19 Ladies and gentlemen, Cosmic Ray is proud to present the biggest little star in the galaxy.
1: WDW Radio, your information station.
2: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World Information Station. I am your host. Lou Mongello, and this is show number 129 for the week of July 26th, 2009. Thank you for tuning in once again. With The Magic Meets fan gathering approaching in just a few weeks, with it comes something that is very important, not just to me, but to so many other people, and that is the Dream Team Projects charity auction that we hold at the event, and this year, marks the 5th year of the auction and so this week we're going to talk a little bit about the event and some of the very special lots with some of the very special volunteers who truly help make the magic happen I'll answer more of your emails this week including questions about fireworks cruises things for groups of girls and guys to do during their vacation finding local medical services places to pop the question pools, food, kids clubs and so much more i'll introduce a new contest this week called name that disney world tune where i'll ask you to identify songs from walt disney world for a chance to win a prize package listen for more of your voicemails at the end of the show so sit back relax and enjoy this week's episode of the wdw radio show In the next few weeks, the Magic Meets fan gathering in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, is going to take place once again. And a really big part of that for so many people is the Dream Team Project charity auction. And as much as I can't believe it's been six years now of Magic Meets, I can't believe that it's been four years of the auction. And uh, it's something that I know so many of us look forward to. And as part of, of the process, we all, uh, we all many of us make the pilgrimage, as it were. Out to the, uh, the depths of Long Island somewhere. To Pat's house, who's the Dream Team auction coordinator. And uh, once again, this year, much as we did last year, we are sitting in Pat's newly redesigned basement, by the way. Kudos to you on the, uh, on the upgrade. Um, nice digs, and we have the wrapping party as we start preparing all the auction lots. So uh, first, since it's 11 o'clock at night and I'm going on two hours sleep, rather than me trying to remember all your names, Kind of one by one, just say hi and introduce yourself. Starting with our hostess, Pat.
3: Hello, it's Pat. Hi, I'm Valerie. Hi, I'm Shaleen. Say banana. Banana.
2: Thank you. <laughs> How you doing? It's Tony.
1: Uh, it's Lori. Hey, it's Lisa. It's Callie. I'm Kate.
2: I'm Steve. Steve's my eating buddy from, from World Showcase. Uh, Steve, my eating buddy from Food and Wine Festival. So, yeah, so again... We're back um, in really what's been turned into a, a really fun part of Magic Meets, which starts kind of the day after the previous year's Magic Meets ends, is, is the preparation for next year's auction. And then, like I said, Pat, I, I'm sure, you know, you, I remember you came to me five years ago and said, you know, maybe why don't we do something else? Why don't we do an auction during Magic Meets? You know, this fun little thing. And, and what started with something that... We were amazed by the first year results, which was about $3,000 or so. I said, well, it certainly can't get any better than that. And, and the next year we topped it with... 9000 And certainly, you know, last year, the economy being tough, things as it were, 9000 was just a the number. There was no possible way we could surmount. Um, in just a few short hours, we hit $20,000. And uh, still to this day, I, we, I think a lot of us look back on that and can't believe. What it's become and uh, again, such an important part of Magic Me, an important part of the year for us. So we're back in your basement again. And Thank you so much for hosting and storing um, so many lots that were donated by people. Again, the minute that, that the auction was over last year, I think that's when you start, people started saying those, those dreaded words, well, next year
3: about a week before last year's auction actually started and people started saying next year and, and just to watch me go into convulsions, I think.
2: <laughs> Which is really the fun part of the whole thing.
3: Yeah, we do generally have to start right after one year to begin the preparations for the next year. And really the bulk of the work is from January until Magic Meets and now we're three weeks out and uh, the crunch is on and we've got a hundred new lots to share with everybody this year and a lot of exciting new things and some new faces here this year with rapping which was a lot of fun to have a great new team. This year we had 18 people here for rapping which is uh, a new record and I thank everyone here for being a part of that. It was a great uh, great day. We covered a lot of ground and got a lot of great things ready for everyone. Some new surprises. It'll be a lot of fun.
2: Yeah and I think people don't understand how much planning and preparation really goes into the auction, not just from the auction lots, but the logistics and everything else. And like I said, three weeks out, you know, t- today was a very big, uh, very important day. And obviously so much of it comes from the donations that we get that just run the gamut from huge pin lots from people we've known for years like James, to people who hear about the auction online or even can't get here and say, hey, I want to be a part of it somehow. I want to donate X, or a box of X, and where do I ship this to? To other people, like Virginia, who make some incredible, and that's one of the things I love about the auction is, so many of the items are are so, so unique.
3: There's definitely some wonderful, unique items that people come up with, and you know, as much as the team comes together to come up with ideas, it's sometimes that fresh idea that comes from outside. There's going to be a dole whip basket. Now, how cool can that be? Everything you need to make Dole Whips at home, including the ice cream maker and the mix from Hawaii. And that came from uh, the Garfinkels, which is absolutely just, they called. hey, I've got this great idea. Can we do it? And yeah, do it. Great. And it's a fantastic basket. And that's, you know, they think, you know, the advance warning is (laughs) planning it out. that's, I mean, planning is definitely a huge, huge part of it that people just don't understand is that because we know how limited our space is and we know how, much we can accommodate and how many things we can hold that the actual layout of the tables is already planned down to the inch of what's going to be placed where, what's on a riser, what's flat in front. We wrap everything based on exactly where it's going to be placed so we know we can fit everything onto those tables. We know everything has got a card and an identification and and tracking and and it's it's an incredible amount of pre-planning that goes into it
2: and I know I you- so want to rent you out for the holidays just so you can come <laughs> over and like pa- wrap all my stuff for me
3: you don't want to see my Christmas list
2: <laughs> it looks just as bad
3: except I don't have to plot where things go under the tree um, <laughs> you sure you don't do that? <laughs> no I don't do that but we do have a great Christmas tree in this year's auction all Winnie the Pooh ornaments pre-decorated tree with 18 hallmark Winnie the Pooh ornaments from a number of years of real real cute piece and uh, that was our Friday night project this weekend that was just uh, a lot of fun to do to be sitting in the middle of July putting together a Christmas tree. Yeah
2: and we'll Mm -hmm. talk about a couple of the changes and a couple of the additions that are coming this year like I said just when we thought it couldn't get bigger it Mm -hmm. actually does um, thanks to some creative ideas um, that we're going to be doing on, on Friday but the thing that's great about the auction too is that there is something there for everybody you know, for every sort of price range and, and whatever you're interested, whether it is that pin set, whether it is something that was handmade by somebody, whether it's a quilt, whether it's whatever, and experiential type of things as well. We have a hundred lots, but highlight, you know, a couple of the ones that you think really sort of stick out for you or really sort of are representative of some of the items that people could find. Uh,
3: stand standout, stick out, a wonderful... Top of the line experiences. We've got two tickets to the Everth Adventurers uh, event, the sold out dinner at the Adventurers Club in September. We have a custom made mini and me dress set. It's a girl's dress that will be custom made in your choice of size from like six months to eight years, and a matching American girl size doll dress the most adorable thing I have ever seen. You're going to wish it, you had
2: a doll. Uh, is it limited adorable. to girls who are eight years or, you know, if, <clears throat> if it was... <laughs> I think we could... Because I know Tony was eyeing that one. So I want to just, you know... that <laughs> Move along.
3: <laughs> uh, well, it's, they'll custom make it into this, uh, in that size range, but I'm. it's from uh, betterwithabow.com. Uh, is the website and uh, I'm sure that she'd be happy to take a special (laughs) order just for you Lou (laughs) okay uh, what else special things we have other art prints this year from uh, Chuck Leinberger and um, Scott Thomas and Sandy McGowan so we have lots of great Disney photographer fans slash photographers who have contributed their talents to the auction this year uh, Hidden Mickey's tour with Steve Barrett. Uh, all of these are, you know, fantastic experiences. The only place you can get them is through our auction.
2: Yeah, and and unfortunately, the auction is available only to people who are participating at Magic. Meets. you can't do it online. But for people who are gonna who are going to be coming, you're going to post some photos of some of the beautiful lots that you guys all volunteered to help put together. And again, an amazing job, especially coming from somebody who has zero creative. Yeah talent whatsoever. Um, but I, And before we talk about some of the other things like the Friday night event, I, I want to ask, like, so Valerie, you are a newcomer to the to the wrapping party weekend, and, and I know you've heard about how much fun we have here and, and me dressing and acting like a cabana boy, but what was it about you, who's never been to Magic Meets before, what was it about you that made you want to come here and sort of be a part of this?
3: Well, I've been trying to come here and be part of this for the last four years, I haven't had the opportunity because of other obligations and work, and uh, I just finally got to do it. I mean, I've done it in the background, sending things to Pat and coming up with, you know, whatever
1: I can do to help, but it's nice to be here in person this time.
2: And Tony, you're, you're, you're very much a sort of newcomer to the whole thing. What was it about this, uh, again, other than just the incredible party atmosphere that we've had here all day <laughs> that, that made you want to uh, bring your, your lovely wife here? Well, I
4: started on uh, meeting a lot of these folks online and becoming part of this community, uh, the Disney online community, so to speak. And uh, back in January at one of your meets, I was lucky enough to meet Pat and Lori and Glenn and yourself and introduce myself. So once they got over the fact, and knew that I wasn't an internet stalker of some sort.
2: <laughs> We're not um. quite over that fact. We're still, still for, up uh, for debate. There is that on that.
4: But yeah, I just made a lot of friends. I've been having a lot of fun with everybody online. And really just wanted to be part of it you know i really like to be part of things and help out and what better way to help out i mean you can help you know
2: kids who need it most so we're really excited to help
4: out and have a good time you
0: can come anytime
2: and bring the food again yeah anytime you want to bring pasta you feel free to come on down to pat's house i'm just going to invite him over nope. Sorry. <laughs> yeah we have we have like a little gico action going here with some traditional south african flavors but people don't want to hear it. all right so and we're back to food. we're back we're see back. how we're can back. i how can i incorporate food into the charity auction let me okay so Lori, this is not your first time here you've been to magic Meats. you've been to the auction you've come to the wrapping party any sort of lot in the auction that really caught your eye since there is no co-host uh, this and by the way Lori, winner of the co-host for the day last year
1: yeah, well, I guess since there's no co-host this year, I'm going for the personalized DSI tour with Lou Mangiello.
2: I You know, you don't have to bid on these things. I'm, we'll just I got five
1: hundred dollars burned in my pocket. You know,
2: I, that's a challenge. It sounds like she's sorry. Right, anyway, yeah. other than that, what else?
1: Um, there's the Fest Parker Winery gift basket. That's really cool. There's wine from from there. It's really and the coonskin cap. Man, I gotta have the coonskin cap.
2: What about you, Lisa? <laughs>
1: Oh, I like all the scrapbooking uh, lots. There's several of those with uh, tons of papers and scrapbooking equipment.
2: The thing I like about the auction, and by having so many different lots, is there really is something for everybody. There are baskets that you guys made up specifically for younger kids, for boys, for girls, for kids like me that never want to grow up. But there's also a lot of stuff for adults as well. So, like, for example, we actually have... Prints from Larry Dodson, who is an artist whose art is showcased in the Art of Disney Store.
3: Yes, Larry was extremely generous to us this year and has donated five of his prints to us. So we have uh, his Haunted Mansion print. We have a pair of Cinderella castle prints. Cinderella in its everyday finery and in its holiday lights. Um, We have Hollywood Boulevard and we have uh, Wishes which are, they're all spectacular. Any one of them would be great in anybody's home.
2: Yeah, I have a Larry Dotson print. Lori, I know you have a Larry Dotson print. Um, they are exceptional. Again, we'll put um, photos of some of these lots up online. But I want to talk about something else that we're doing this year, a-, a break from tradition, as it were, as we're starting starting the action Friday night with something different and, again, affording people an opportunity that maybe can't bid on some of the higher lots. So tell us about what Minnie's Mart.
3: Mini Smart is kind of like imagine Minnie Mouse raided Mickey's house and had a yard sale. Uh, It's basically a little of something for everyone. Uh, Items are ranging from about fifty cents to no more than twenty-five dollars. It's a cash-only donation sale kind of a thing where uh, there'll be a little something for everybody that can you know pick up a little Disney magic. For um, themselves and something fun, it's running uh, Friday evening from six to eight, and it will be in the lobby of the convention center.
2: And right, and, and lots start as low as fifty yeah, cents, a dollar. Lots. It's
3: like it's it's more individual items. There's not even a lot thing. You can pick and choose what you want. You don't have to. It's not a whole basket of things. It's there'll be pins. There'll be lithographs. There's posters. There's toys. Uh, there are there's hats. That yeah. And um, millionaire hats there 's some beanie sets uh, there 'll be all sorts of things that uh, are, are good to come and take a look at and bring home some you know fun stuff for your kids or something for your collector 's room or uh, whatever you want to do you 'll find something fun here
2: right. and Friday night too also has i mean there 's other ways that we attain that that goal that I think nobody ever thought of last year, which was twenty thousand dollars because during the day there's other things that are going on. And again, it starts with Friday night with things like celebrity magic tunes and the meet before the magic and the karaoke meet, which, you know, Fred has graciously incorporated some fundraising into that as well. Other people are gonna be selling things at their table and we're kind enough again to offer to donate portions of those proceeds. Uh, last year we sold these very cool light up sort of magic wands as a, as a fundraising thing as well, this year we have something else that people can can purchase. And again, portions of the proceeds going to the Dream Team Project.
3: Well, actually, all the proceeds go to the Dream Team Project. This is a set of note cards featuring art by Sandy McGowan. And it's a set of two different prints, four cards each. So eight cards for $7. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we so shouldn't have done Same. this at 11 o'clock. Now, mind you, just <laughs> mind you. We started this morning, we all kind of got here, give or take around nine-ish, and for basically 12, 13 hours straight have been rapping and packing, and and there's been a little bit of singing and dancing here and there, but for the most part, rapping and packing.
3: Yeah, it's definitely, we forgot to remind Lou to record a little bit earlier, so we didn't all sound like a bunch of crazy people (laughs) we're very tired but it's worth every minute of it and again some of us were here friday
2: night uh well this is your house i would hope that you'd be here friday night
3: (laughs) well i did think of running and locking the doors behind me but you know i figured you guys would get out somehow Uh, (laughs) we started friday night uh actually kelly flew in friday morning so uh weekend kicked off at 9 a.m for me with the first arrivals and uh some of you will still be here in the morning, so uh, any last minute things will be taken care of them. But amazing, you know, we did an amazing amount of work today. Uh, with the size of the team, we were able to really cruise through getting uh, of all the the bots wrap, wrapped and prepped and everything checked and it amazingly went super smooth. And I think we all had a good time doing
2: it. Yeah, and it's just such an incredible effort by everybody. And people who drove and flew in, I mean you know, seven-hour car rides and two-hour plane rides. I mean, to come to be a part of this because it means so much to them. And and we get nothing out of it other than the satisfaction of knowing that what we're doing is going to help kids because the money that we raise is going to go through first giving to the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. And uh, again, it's just such a testament to the community as a whole and most most importantly to all of you volunteers and the people who left early already and the people who are going to be donating all their time doing Magic Meets, and that's what Magic Meets is for them is nothing but the auction and we, and we have just such an incredible team of volunteers that come together year after year to make this happen.
3: Definitely. We have some of the best people. Volunteers, I, I couldn't do any of this without them and it's really the team effort. That's what the dream team is all about. That we're all a great team and we are a great team working together. And hopefully we will be able to, you know, everyone will see the results of that at Magic Meets and bid generously. And we'll, again, raise a good amount of money for Make-A-Wish.
2: Absolutely. And, of course, big thanks go out to Fred and his team of volunteers that make Magic Meets what it is and allow us to have that venue in order to do this. And for people who can't go to Magic Meets or couldn't get in, and who feel that they want to help out or they want to donate, they can donate right through the First Giving page as well. It's firstgiving.com slash DWT Dream Team. We'll put links in the show notes. You can also go to the Dream Team blog, find out more about Magic Meets, find out more about the auction over the past few years and what we're doing this year um, to get more information. And there's going to be a lot more opportunities coming up uh, in the next year and beyond for other events, beyond Magic Meets, for other fundraising. But... Um, Again, I uh, I'm so blessed to be surrounded by so many incredible people that care so much about this and donate their time and donate their items from their collections to uh, to make this happen.
3: Thank you to everyone.
2: So it is time once again to open up the inbox and answer more of your listener emails about everything from vacation planning to Disney World history, to books, to dining and food and relaxing in and around the parks and so, so much more. And helping me once again this week is none other than Becky Mankin from (laughs) MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Becky, welcome back.
1: Hi, Lou. It's great to be back again, especially because I know somewhere we'll be talking about food.
2: You know what? And again, these <laughs> emails are chosen randomly, um, as randomly as possible after I read through them. And uh, so, yes, <laughs> invariably, there are food questions. And and unfortunately, Becky, I actually don't get to answer on the show all of the food-related questions that I get. And I'll throw this out there at the beginning because I do get a lot of, of questions, and I, and I appreciate yeah. and I read every one of them. But when they say, "Hey Lou, I'm going down to Disney with my family. Where do we eat?" Thanks, you know, Samantha. Uh, you know, <laughs> there's 127 shows before <laughs> I talk about it. So, but um, I, I try and get to you know, I try and lump some of them together if they're somewhat specific. So yeah, invariably there will, I'm sure there will be a food question.
1: Well, it's it's definitely becoming one of my favorite topics. I have to say.
2: Yours and mine both, because it, because what ends up happening is I somehow con you into agreeing to take me out to eat somewhere.
1: <laughs> you know, somebody did, uh, a listener sent me an email and pointed that fact out, that somehow you, you are definitely getting the better end of the stick. <laughs> However, you did pay for the wave last time, so I know, we'll, we'll, just, we'll have to see where we go. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah.
2: Well, we we still have California Grill on the docket, so I'm looking forward to that. Yep, so.
1: yep. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is coming next. All right.
2: Listen, we've got so many emails. And again, I'm so sorry that that you know uh, I'm so far behind. Um, but less introduction, more more content. First question is from Thomas, and it says, "Hey Lou, we booked a fireworks cruise at Epcot on a Saturday night as part of our package, and would like to go to the Yachtsman Steakhouse afterwards. See food after that." We're wondering if you could suggest the time we should ask for since we don't know how long Illuminations goes for. The cruise returns to the Yacht and Beach Club Resort. Thanks, Thomas. First of all, Thomas, you have an awesome night ahead of you. (laughs) Illuminations, a cruise from the Yacht and Beach Club Marina, wrapping it up with what I think is the best steakhouse on property at Yachtsman. Uh, Becky, tell me what you were thinking. I have a time frame in mind based on, on having taken Illuminations cruises in the past.
1: Well, yeah, the last seating at Yachtsman is at 10 p.m. Assuming Illuminations is at 9, you might be back at the dock just a hair before 10 p.m., so you would really have to book it from the uh, from the boat dock to get into the Yachtsman uh, to, to make it on time. So in, in theory, you could book that last 10 p.m. seating, um, tell the captain you're trying to get back for dinner and be in a rush. But I think that I would probably go the other direction and consider eating before your meet time for the for the cruise, personally.
2: Yeah, I, I thought about that as well. Um, but my, I had said, yeah, I said like 9.45, 9.50 is probably the, the earliest that I would try and book it. And again, if you tell your captain, and you didn't say what kind of cruise you're taking. Is it is it a pontoon right. boat? Is it just yours? Is it, are there going to be other people on there with you? If you do tell your captain, hey, look, we do have to head back. I've got a big honking steak waiting for me at Yachtsman. Uh, <laughs> they may try and help you get back quick enough. But I th- I'd say, yeah, no earlier than 945, 950. Um, and you should probably be in good shape. Right. So next is, hey, Lou, I listen to your show every Sunday evening as I'm working from home and I enjoy it very much. My in-laws are funding a trip for the fourth time. <laughs> awesome in-laws. Wow. For my family and I this December. And we wanted to do something to thank them for our trip. We've done the Grand One Fireworks Cruise, which we love, a few times, but we wanted to do something different this trip. I was thinking maybe we could treat my mother-in-law to a girl's morning with myself and my sister-in-law at one of the spas. Nice. I was listening, Yeah, I was listening to an older podcast where you spoke with Kara Goldsbury about the fact that the Grand Floridian Spa needed a refurb. Do you know if that's been done recently or if it would be done by this December? If not, what spa on property would you suggest? We're all staying either in the contemporary, my favorite resort, not mine, hers, or the Grand Floridian. (laughs) Also, can you make any suggestions for things the guys can do during this time? My son's ages when we travel will be four and eight and my nephews will be 13 and 12. The guys also include my husband, my brother-in-law, and my 65-year-old father-in-law. Thanks so much for any information you can offer and thank you for giving us a little piece of Disney magic each week and that comes from Amy. Now, I'm gonna tell you, Becky. Just because she's talking about spas and girls' weekends, I, I do have something to contribute here. But I'm gonna. But again, ladies first. I'll let you go first.
1: Well, I was first gonna say, um, this really calls for a spa research trip. I think
2: <laughs> that was part of what I was gonna say. But
1: because <laughs> yeah. when was the podcast that he's speaking about with with Kara?
2: It was a while ago. It okay, was, it was, yeah.
1: The last time that I, it's been a while since I've been at the Grand Floridian Spa, um, not sure on the last refurb date, the last time I heard maybe a couple of years ago, I think. So if it was beyond that, then it has been done since. If not, then then no. I have not really heard a lot of bad things about it. It, it really is a, a wonderful experience. And I also enjoyed the spa over at Saratoga Springs as well. Um, have you heard anything more specific about the Grand Floridian?
2: Uh, No, as far as dates of of recent refurbishments, I do think it was done with probably within the last year, year and a half, somewhere around there. But again, don't quote me on that. But going to Saratoga Springs, that's what I was going to say. I've heard a lot of very, very good feedback about my wife actually went. Uh, I sent her there on a research trip um, a year or so ago, and she loved it. And also the Mandara Spa over at the Dolphin. Uh, mm. I've heard very, very many good things about, but again, Becky, you and I should maybe go and try, so. you know, check out and you, you can go for your girly stuff and I'll go for my, they have like some sort of like stuff. man, <laughs> facial <laughs> massage, stone, no seaweed wrap or anything for me. But again, um, boy, there's a video podcast just waiting <laughs> to <happen> right there.
1: <laughs> that, that could be really entertaining.
2: That <laughs> could be interesting. That could be interesting. So
1: well, I'll add that to the list.
2: Excellent. So and now as far as the guys are concerned, this is, this is a tough question and it's a great question because you've got multi-generational. You have a four-year-old up to a 65-year-old. So certain things are immediately Richard Petty driving experience out the window right, right. off the bat. Um, I would say, you know, for usually when the guys and the girls are going down for their trips, the guys go golfing, the girls go to the spa, whatever it is. But since you have the younger kids, what about, you know, a little afternoon maybe of mini golf? Um, maybe you can do a combination. Maybe hit a water park. Maybe hit um, Blizzard Beach, and then go to Winter Summerland. Uh, maybe do a little horseback riding. You can go over to Fort Wilderness. You can go to Disney Quest. Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of stuff that you guys can do so everybody is having fun together at the same time.
1: Absolutely. I was also thinking about renting watercraft as well. That might be a good fun thing to do if it's if it's nice and warm. If we catch one of those warm days in that time
2: time period exactly. you can go bass fishing on yeah. on the lake i like yeah. i like that and, and i've known people who've done that who not only do they rave about it but becky they did it on a saturday and they went back and did it again on a sunday that's how much <laughs> they enjoy listen they love their fishing but i mean that's what what kind of a, a great experience they had so um, great yeah great idea excellent idea so next email comes from austin j malone And he says, Lou, my wife and I are taking our two and a half year old for the first time to Walt Disney World. Why'd you wait so long? Um, She is prone (laughs) to getting ear infections after flying or traveling. Been there, done that. Where can we go to see a doctor and to get an antibiotic? Plus, how do we get there if we're relying on Magical Express and the bus line for all of our travel needs? Is there a clinic on property? And is there one near downtown Disney? Help and thanks, Austin. (laughs) Austin.
1: Sadly, I have personal experience with this. (laughs) There are lots of resources if you need help while you're on vacation. I I had a burn on my leg and I had to go down to, there's a walk-in clinic called CentraCare, which is right in the downtown Disney area, and they actually offer a free shuttle where they'll come over and get you at your hotel and, and take you to the clinic, and that was actually a really quick and, and a nice, uh, good service, and they took good care of me there. Um, obviously, you can take a cab over as well if needed. Um, I know that there's also some doctors who'll make house calls to your hotel as well, and for either of those services, you can contact guest services at the hotel, and they'll be happy to hook you up.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I've heard of something called the Main Street Physicians. Again, not endorsing any of these. I I have not used them personally, so I don't know. But I do know they are on call 24 hours, and they do make house-slash-resort calls to the Disney and the Downtown Disney, and some non-Disney hotels as well. So um, I'll actually put phone numbers for Centric Care and the Main Street Physicians in the show notes. But again, I I agree. Uh, uh, Talk to people at your front desk, and I'm sure they'll have some recommendations as well. Next email is from Emily up in Chicago, and she says, Hey, Lou, fabulous show. I love visualizing the parks while sweating away on the treadmill. (laughs) I will be going to Walt Disney World this summer with my boyfriend and his family to celebrate his acceptance to med school and my acceptance to law school. Wow. Wow. Your kids are going to be like (laughs) geniuses. (laughs) Check this out. His parents are paying for everything. The flight, the hotels, the tickets, and most importantly, Becky, the food. I tried sneaking money under their pillows and into their coat pockets, but they would not accept. <laughs> Any suggestions for presenting them a thank you while we're at Disney? All I can come up with is a surprise lunch or dinner reservation while at the parks. So here are some details. We're staying outside the parks, tier, she says, <laughs> since it's cheaper to find a three-bedroom, two-bath condo. It'll be four adults, ages 40s, 20s, and 18. Hope you can help. Emily. So we're looking for a thank you while at Disney. Hmm.
1: Well, staying off property that does kind of complicate a couple of things that I would normally suggest that you could do in room to, you know, uh, kind of work in a su- surprise. But depending on the budget, and I've, I've kind of got some ideas you can go from the lower cost and up higher. So let's start at the higher because I like that one. Um, <laughs> one of the wonderful surprises would be uh, a fireworks cruise. If you could do one of the pontoon boats, those usually run around $200, 250 plus tax or so for one of those to do uh, one of the illuminations um, pontoons or the wishes cruises, which are really fun. Um, if you don't have that type of budget, which eventually you will, being lawyers and, and doctors <laughs> um, you can hold that one off for another time there's also some other options that are lower cost for example one of the tours like maybe the behind the seeds tour over at Epcot which will take about an hour of your time is it about was it $16 or so per person for that um, maybe a little you know special surprise of, of going behind the seeds um, or maybe poning up for one of the Segway tours which would be fun for the family to do
2: I agree. Uh, I had things like a Segway tour, a round of golf. I don't know how athletic they might be. Um, I also said a cruise. But listen, if you're going to shoot high, Becky, you're going to throw out some big numbers and, you know, not just assuming that because they're doctors and lawyers, but you really want to go all out, rent them the Grand One by themselves. And you can can plus that as much as you want to plus it. So you want to have them served uh, cocktails or dinner or whatever it is on the Grand One. They'll do it. They'll go as high as you want. I think it it starts for like 375-ish or so, maybe for for a half hour and up. Uh, The other thing I thought about too, you said food. Obviously, you can do uh, a special dinner like at Victorian Alberts because it is such a very unique experience. If you want to really go crazy, go chef's table, do wine pairings. Again, worry about the credit card bill when it comes in. But the first thing I thought of, Becky, was instead of something maybe experiential in the parks... If they're Disney fans, go to one of the Art of Disney stores um, in downtown Disney or any of the of the parks and get them maybe a really nice piece of artwork or a sculpture ah. or something that they can take home and always remember that trip and you and how much it's costing them for the trip and your med school and law school. <laughs> but yeah. something really, you know, that that'll have a, a sentimental value to it.
1: Well, on, along the same lines, you could also do one of the photography sessions that they offer for families for family portraits that might be an option as well
2: nice see that see that we're in touch with our <laughs> sentimental sides i like that so <laughs> i would have said maybe like a a couple's we were talking about the spa like a couple's massage or a couple mm-hmm. spa treatment together they, they'll even come oh. to the room but you guys are staying off property so that's why i kind of or that aside.
1: Uh, one other thing just popping in my head how about uh, uh lanuba
2: tickets oh very nice mm. very very nice Little Magnetize. characters in flight beforehand or afterwards? Little nighttime <laughs> characters in flight? Make a whole night of it. I mean, really. So, yeah, we can. I can go on that all yeah. kinds of cool stuff all day. Anyway, but let's move on because Jim Cody has a question. And he says, Lou, can you recommend a good book about the architecture in the parks and how the designs blend and transition, such as from Asia to the Caribbean to southwest United States in Adventureland and Frontierland Corridor? Thanks. Thanks. Uh, Jim, I could recommend a lot, a lot of books. And actually, I've covered some of these books on the show before. Um, I can also give you uh, a little bit more um, detailed bibliography if you're looking for something. But a couple of the books that came to mind right off the bat. The first one is Designing Disney's Theme Parks. It's called The Architecture of Reassurance. That's by Carol Ann Marling. It, It came out in 1997. I still think that's available. It's a big hardcover book. Very, very, very detailed. Um, incredible information in there. A second one would be Designing Disney, The Imagineering and the Art of the Show by John Hench. That, I think, was just re-released not too long ago. That is a, a must-have for any Disney fan's collection. <clears throat> My audio guide to Walt Disney World oh, you know, it was <laughs> helpful as well. Um, there's also The Legends of Imagineering book by Jeff uh, there There's so, so many books. Again, I don't want to sort of rattle them all off here. Again if you look back in the show notes, um, there was another show I did maybe like a hundred shows ago where I covered some of these other books. But again, if you want to email me um, or I'll even post in the show notes some additional resources as well.
1: When do you have time to read, Lou? <laughs> uh,
2: on It used to only be um, on planes. It would okay. be the only time I had to read because I had no other. But now I use that time to answer email. So <laughs> I, Perfect. I don't I, I think the last thing I read was like the, the back of the toothpaste container. So <laughs> 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 and it's a shame because I love to. Read. Actually, that's not true, because I, I do have a lot of books and I do try and read through them. And, and yeah. when I'm researching projects, it's usually when I get a chance to sit down oh, and you, read them.
1: You just named off some just terrific titles there and it's just, it's just amazing how many resources and references there are out there.
2: Absolutely. And the, you know what too? The Art of Walt Disney World uh, which just oh. came out. All available only in, at the Walt Disney World Resort excellent, beautiful, beautiful book if you're into, into like the concept art and, and what as well, that's also another one um, that I highly recommend. So anyway, moving along uh, Steven Schmitz writes and says, hey Lou, I've been listening to your show for the past three years and I think it's good, but I'm going to ask you for some advice here. Me and my girlfriend have been together for three years, coincidentally with with the show, Uh, and for our (laughs) four-year anniversary of being together, I'm going to surprise her by taking her to Disney World. Becky, look at all these people getting surprise trips and paid trips. Nice. Yeah. So I chose Disney because she's never been there, and she says she wants to go get engaged there, but doesn't know that I'm picking up on these hints. I'm (laughs) sure she does. Trust me. She (laughs) knows. She knows. Where is the best spot in Disney? God, this is a loaded question. Wow. Where is the best spot in Disney World to pop the question without a crowd, but having that Disney feel to it? Don't read the name. Don't read the name. Don't read the name. So, all right. (laughs) I think I said his name already. Ah, She doesn't listen. Um, So, SS, um, maybe you shouldn't ask me because I I did it once. I got engaged in Disney World and it didn't. Turn out so well. I mean, in the long run, it did because I my wife is great, and I got two great kids, and blah blah blah, and it all happens for the best. Um, but at the time, probably you know not. But I but I do have suggestions. I have suggestions there's, anyway. There's a lot of great places. Um, where I did it, not probably not the best. Um,
1: okay, okay, there, there's a backstory here that I, I can I can sense coming. I don't know this story. So good,
2: and, it, and it's not for the. All right. Well, I actually okay quick switch. So <laughs> I, monks, right? obviously I tried to do it in front of Cinderella Castle. I, you know, it's iconic. It's the thing right there in the hub, whatever. Mind you, it's the 25th anniversary castle cake <laughs> thing, which I think is what put the kibosh on the whole engagement. So I go there and I'm, and I'm, you know, going through my spiel like a typical, you know, show introduction. It's lasting like 19 minutes and she's like, what are you doing? She's like, what are we standing here? Go, go sit here in the shade. I'm like, can you just wait here I got and she walks over to on either side of the castle (laughs) around the hub there are two green covered seating areas It's very small seating areas that have a water fountain there so she plops herself down there I'm like okay so much for me doing and as I'm about to get down on the one knee the family of, like, nine comes over with the screaming kids and trying to get water, oh, and no. it just, it was an abomination, and, and I'd <laughs> like to just move along. So, where I would suggest, however, doing it to, uh, and also filling in with your qualifications that, uh, you know, it, it's going to have the, the Disney feel to it, but not, no crowns, at night, the beach of the Polynesian during Wishes... I- you're, you're right you're, you're with me aren't you
1: I am so with you there that that was one of the the ones that immediately popped into my head because it is quiet and it's private but you still have that the the fireworks going off in the background and the beautiful view and the water and very romantic
2: right and it can do a fireworks cruise um, if you mm-hmm. don't mind having captain Mike there who I'm sure would you know he'll give you your privacy and, and right. applaud you Um The top of the contemporary, maybe do a little California grill action, time it Mm -hmm. just right, go out on the thing, hopefully it's not raining. Um,
1: There's also over at the Animal Kingdom Lodge at night after dinner, go for a stroll along those pathways. It's just, it's gorgeous and the the music kind of in the background and, you know, that'd be a nice private out-of-the-way location.
2: Smack dab in the middle of Main Street, USA, man. That's where you absolutely Absolutely. did. You see the video from Disney? I'm gonna have to link that up in the show notes. The video, there's a video that Disney Parks put out from Disneyland of a proposal that takes place right in the middle of Main Street. And obviously, it was worked out with Disney, and and they, you know, uh, helped create an an incredible production, which you probably should not show your soon to be fiance because no other proposal can ever live up to what that guy did for that girl. Um, so,
1: oh, you'll have to link it because I have not seen that one. Yeah, that be good. Yeah, but there, and, there's
2: a ton of there's, – there's, spec- there's so many great places you could do it on property.
1: Yeah. We get a lot of questions about proposals, and of course, we we help kind of orchestrate some of these. And sometimes they are a little bit more obvious, like of, of course everybody knows you can do the dinner at Cinderella's real table, and they'll arrange to bring the, the ring out into this in the glass slipper, or the the private fireworks cruises and so forth. But there's also some ideas that have that I've read about and that have come across my desk things that were a little bit more expected like you wanted the big backdrop with a castle in the backdrop but there was one gentleman that I heard of uh, they had ridden the train around the entire world and then our entire Magic Kingdom and got off at the Main Street station and they just walked over to the to the edge just to take in the uh, the view of Main Street and he just dropped down on one knee and asked him asked her to marry him there and so unexpected and, and took her totally off guard that's one of my favorite stories.
2: You really want to throw her off? Be like chowing down on a turkey leg or a burger at pecos, pecos Bills. And be like, oh, here, by the way. That'll totally throw her off. She'll no, never no, see no. that coming.
1: No. no. <laughs> the, all right. Who, SS, this is coming from the guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, proposal. of course. Okay. kidding.
1: <laughs> Lots of great ideas, obviously. And and there's no no more magical location than, than Disney World for Proposal. That's for sure.
2: The back... Car of Expedition Everest. Uh, anyway, so moving Tower on. To hunt, I'm kidding. Tower of terror, there <laughs> So I'm kidding. Um, and moving on to Ed Harrell's questions. He says, "Hey Lou, I'm a new listener and a fellow Disney geek. I don't know why it took me so long to find your excellent show. I am a distance runner, and I'm always looking for stuff to help those marathon miles go by. I'm doing the Goofy in 2010. That Ed saying that, not me. Kudos <laughs> to you, Ed. Um, yeah, that's awesome." Can you please detail the show numbers of the seven wonders of Walt Disney World so that I can download each of those shows? Thanks so much. Keep up the good work. And that's Ed from Alabama. So, Ed, what you're talking about, for those that might not be familiar, is uh, I did a series on the show that was inspired by something I'd seen on Good Morning America, where they talked about the seven wonders of the modern world and what some of the newer wonders. And I said, you know what? What are what would the seven wonders of Walt Disney World be? What are those things that are so Inherently amazing and magical and just so incredible that they qualify as a true wonder. And I asked listeners to write in or to call in with their responses, and some of which were overwhelming. And I talked about each one of those individually on a series of shows, and I'll go through what they were. I'll also put links in the show notes to each show number as well. This is actually going back, Becky, to 2007. (laughs) Uh, The first one, an overwhelming was the number one thing was actually Cinderella Castle. Um, was was qualified for not only being an icon and an engineering feat, but just a symbol, I think, for so many people, which is why I tried to do the engagement thing in front of there. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs>
1: I'll have to tell ball. you my Cinderella Castle story later. Go <laughs> so, <ahead. laughs>
2: um, the next one that I did was audio animatronics. Um, I'm sorry, Cinderella Castle was on show number six, way back, um, early days of, of WDW Radio. Show 14, I did audio animatronics. Uh, show 21, we covered the monorail as being a, a wonder and and still think that it is uh, for, again, icon, transportation system, what it represents. Uh, number four was one of my favorites to do, which was a roundtable segment. That was show 26. That was the music of Walt Disney World. And we just had a blast doing that. And I had so much fun mixing in sound clips and that... Uh, I think for a lot of people that really resonated with them. The next one was show 36. That was actually the construction of Walt Disney World. Remember, they turned a Florida swamp into that, into what you have now, this 24-7 working city. That was, again, show 36. Uh, show 72 was another one. Becky, very high on the list. That was Spaceship Earth. Um, and I saved what I considered to be the best for last, and that was show 95. And unquestionably, what really makes the magic of Walt Disney World, and truly is a wonder, are the cast members.
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: So, again, I will i uh, will put all those links in the show notes. But uh, the next question, Becky, equally as important to to the show and, and vital information for the listeners, because um, <laughs> this is from Ed. And he says, good morning, Lou. Elaine, her mother, and I will be in Walt Disney World the weekend after Labor Day. Elaine and I are going to take the day off from our jobs on Friday, 9-11-09. We'll be in the Magic Kingdom on that day, and we've never had a table service meal at the Magic Kingdom, so we're going to have dinner there. Becky, which table service restaurant do you like best? And he says, Cinderella's Royal Table, the Crystal Palace, or what? And I will let you go first.
1: Oh, man. All right, see, that, this one, this is hard for me. This one is actually kind of hard for me because if you've never had dinner at Cinderella's Royal Table, for atmosphere and to be able to say that you've dined in the castle, it's, it's one of those things you have to do to say that you did it. But obviously, the food, I, I will be honest, from my experience, it's just okay. It's not something that is spectacular. I wouldn't, you know, yeah (laughs) i wouldn't rave too much about the food unfortunately but the atmosphere and and being in cinderella's uh, inside the castle is just incredible dinner does include the photo package so it does have a nice touch to preserve your memories but another that i really do like is crystal palace he did mention that i believe and uh, the buffet there is really good it's got something for everybody and it's it's very affordable um I also like Tonys, and I know that you always get on me for liking Tonys, but I like Tonys.
2: There's nothing wrong with Tonys. I have no problem with Tonys. I fortunately, you just pick on me. I uh-huh. fortunately had two others in mind. Oh, good. Um, one of the first that came to mind was Liberty Tree. Um, there's something I there's something about the Liberty Tree, and I think maybe it's it's the atmosphere and the ambiance and Liberty Square and at, at night. I really sort of like that restaurant. But yeah, I would probably go to the Liberty Tree or Crystal Palace. That would be my choice.
1: Well, let me ask you about Cinderella's Royal Table. What is your, your opinion of that location?
2: And I think we talked about this on, on an email segment once before. I, you, are, you are going there for the atmosphere. You are going there yeah. for the experience. You're not going there because, oh, my God, Cinderella's has got the best mashed potatoes on the planet. Um, <laughs> the food, from what I understand, has gotten better. In, in all fairness, I have not eaten there for dinner in a number of I- years, so I can't speak to it. Um,
1: I'll just add that one to the list. Here. I think we
2: did add it to the list. Listeners, help me out here. I think we added um, that one to the list, but we should, and I think we should find out um, because it, I don't want to, um, you know, I don't want to, to down the place if I haven't yeah. eaten there recently. So, and if anybody else has any feedback on it, I, I certainly, certainly welcome it as far Absolutely. as Cinderella's Royal Table. So I think Liberty Tree, Crystal Palace, um, for food, Tony's, sure. Um, and, and Cinderellas, if you want to go for for the atmosphere, Liberty Tree. Um, next question comes from Marty Darty, who says, "Hey Lou, love the show. Quick and confusing question for you. Well, thanks, Marty. Um, I've booked a trip to go in early August, staying at the Polynesian for the first time. Very excited, but I'm starting to have second thoughts. Yikes! Due to the crowd levels and the heat at that time, I'm strongly considering booking this trip for late September instead. So my question is." Should I keep the trip? Should I keep the trip, Becky? Or take what's behind door number two and rebook it based solely on heat and crowds. It, if it turns out the crowd is basically the same and the temperatures are still in the upper 80s, I may keep everything as is. I'm going by myself, so it's not a big deal to change it. Many thanks and keep up the good work, Marty. So, I have my own opinion on this. You tell me what okay. what you would do. Well,
1: okay. Obviously without asking a whole bunch of other level of questions to get down to what would be best for him. I completely understand the weather concerns. I am the world's biggest humidity wimp. <laughs> the Looking at the averages and the temperatures, there's really not a huge difference between what, what you can expect in August versus September, maybe a bit in humidity, but still September is right up there in terms of, um, of heat and, a few degrees difference, correct me if I'm wrong. However, the crowds, if crowds are an issue, the crowds will be lower in the la- latter part of September as long as you go between that time of Labor Day but before food and wine starts. The middle in those two weeks are, are going to be fairly low in terms of crowds, but again, throwing another little caveat out to the, to the table, the free dining offer that's out there can also have an impact on those the levels of the people, but September is going to be lower in crowds than than August when school's out.
2: Yeah, and that's exactly what I was going to say. You know, to a certain degree, pardon the pun, uh, the temperature does not change dramatically from August. You're still looking probably highs close to 90s, the lows probably mid to lower 70s. Um, yeah. But the crowds, now now it's not, to a certain degree, Becky, I think it's not the way it used to be. I mean, it's not that huge drop off in crowds, but the kids are back in school and if it's me, Marty, and, and since you are going solo and you don't have to worry about kids and taking kids to school, I might actually consider changing it to September because I think you mm. might have a better experience simply due to the crowd levels. And that's it. And that would be the only reason why.
1: Yeah. And if that is a big driving factor, if the crowd levels the driving factor, I would tend to agree.
2: There you go. So Alan, Becky, writes in and says, hey, Lou, I'm taking my family to Walt Disney World next year, and I'm always looking for something different to do on each trip. This time, I was thinking about getting my wife a massage. Look at all these people hooking their wives spa. up at spas, and right? Nice. But I'm not sure what would be the best place. I'm thinking about Saratoga, but I'm not sure. Also, we're staying at, we're not going to be staying there. We're most likely going to be staying at French Quarter. So his question, because we've already talked about some of our favorite spas, <laughs> our favorite spas, um, <laughs> was if we choose a spa treatment for my wife at a different resort, Would they let me and the two kids hang out at their pool while we wait? Thanks for all you do. We're planning on going for our first Disney meet this August, Alan. So, again, you know, we dig Saratoga Springs. The wife gives it a big thumbs up. Mm -hmm. But can they hang out at the pool? And I think I know the unfortunate answer.
1: I believe the the pools are reserved for resort guests only. I don't think they're going to let you hang out at the pool. But there's an idea. If you... Book the spa treatment for her at the Grand Floridian. You can easily hop the monorail and, and take the kids over to Magic Kingdom and play with the kids and have a good time while you wait on the spa treatment. But I don't think you're going to be able to use the pool, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. The other thing I was thinking of, too. Listen, as long as you're taking the wife for the spa treatment, treat the kids to an, to a morning over at Blizzard Beach or Typhoon Lagoon.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Why not? It's a great
2: idea. Yeah, why not? good. It's only money
1: because <laughs> if they're there longer then that means the wife gets you know well, the 120 minute I just made
2: Alan's of- trip so much more expensive and for that I apologize <laughs> for that I apologize stay at your resort and, and use your pool French quarter has a great pool I love that Got the alligator slides anyway um, next question comes from Rissa from Salt Lake City Utah and she writes hey Lou I had a question that I hope you could answer about Walt Disney World's special offers Becky this is your alley There was a special offer of buy four, get three nights free. And I was wondering if they're going to have that offer every year because my fiance and I are planning our honeymoon for next April and it's about the same time that the offer was running this year. It would be great if we could get the same savings next year. Thanks for the time and thank you for the show. And that comes from Rissa. So what do you think? Any chance of the buy four, get three or some other type of promotion coming? And I know you can't say
1: yeah but. it's so this one is so hard because historically disney has rolled out offers during certain times of the year and we, and we know now to look for some of the free offers and some of the value add offers that you know we've seen historically usually they're during off season when kids are in school and the demand for the hotels are somewhat predictably lower um or like now, when times are a little tough, they turn to offers to, to fill the rooms when, like when the economy is you know, taking a hit like we're, we're seeing now. However, unfortunately, that doesn't mean they will always repeat the same offers or even roll out another offer at the same time every year. So the, the best thing I can say there is don't count on it. Um, a, a couple of tips I guess I can give you to maybe help. Timing is everything, so if you do avoid those um, school breaks, which have the, the higher occupancy likelihood, you'll have a better chance to catch an offer, not guaranteed, but a better chance. Um, another tip is to book with, oh, I'm going to a shameless plug for you know us travel <laughs> agencies out there, but book with an agency like Mouse Fan Travel, who specializes in Disney and doesn't charge agency fees so that you're not out on anything, but that way if you book with, with someone who's watching for those codes, they can proactively um, uh, spot the code and apply it to your booking if it qualifies. So you're kind of price protected You're because obviously it's uh, for a honeymoon, you're not going to be moving the date around too much. Get it set and then um, work with somebody so that if, some, if an offer does happen to come out, they can apply it and you can have the savings.
2: Right, and, that, and that's what I wanted to stress was that if you do use a, especially a Disney specialized travel agent like Mouse Fan Travel, just I'm saying if they do book it they can retroactively apply whatever sort of code comes out they don't have to they're not going to lose their booking they're not going to have to rebook they can get it you know once it comes out
1: They can if, of course, there's always fine print. You know this from being a lawyer, right? There's always fine print that um, it's possible that that offer may not be available for part of the dates that you're checked in or checking out on. Um, It could be that it's not available at that specific resort that you're in. So there's possibilities that it may not be able to be applied. So that's why I was saying if your booking qualifies.
2: Gotcha. Good enough. All right. We are... uh... Surprise, surprise, Becky! Shocker of shockers. We are running long, but no uh, way. Yes, way. <laughs> but we're going to throw one more out there, um, and this one comes from Daniel. And Daniel says, "Lou, my brother and I are big Mr. Toad's Wild Ride fans, and of course, we're saddened by the ride's demise. Glad well, to Disneyland. I have an awesome Toad. <laughs> Has there ever been a ride that, after being 86th, was reinstated?" Should we abandon all hope for Mr. Toad 2.0? <laughs> Thanks for everything. Your podcast is our way station between visits to the actual world. And again, that comes from Ooh. Daniel. So I laughed at Mr. Toad 2.0. And, and I guess, unfortunately, the, the closest thing you can get, Daniel, is you and David heading out to Anaheim because they do have Toad out there. But Becky, offhand, um, I can't think of anything <laughs> that was closed And then came came back. back. I mean, there are things that have obviously been closed for a short amount of times and then reopened. But nothing like been torn down, rebuilt, and says, you know, although year after year, the rumors come back that, you know, God, I wish they would re-dig out the the lagoon and bring back 20,000 leagues or bring back Horizon. Everybody would love to see Horizons come back. Um, There was the rumor of Captain EO coming back for like a a short, you know, a short amount of time um, after the Michael Jackson uh, tragedy of a few weeks ago. But again, I can't think of anything that's been closed uh, and, and then reopened sort of in the way that, oh, that you're thinking.
1: I, I'm, I'm so glad that you're saying that because I, I'm drawing a blank and it's probably one of those that I will end up kicking myself later because uh, there'll be one that pops up and I'll go, why didn't you think of right. this one? But I, I, I can't think of any. Yeah, like, this, is guess... the,
2: this is the one that shoots down lose credibility in one <laughs> fell swoop. So thanks, Daniel, because I can't believe that I'm forgetting <laughs> when they brought back. But you apparently, know, I'm
1: going with you there, rocks, and so <laughs> it's kind of kind of going along the line of the the keep for moving forward line because um, I just can't think of anything that's been gone and come back. I'm gone, come <sighs> back. Emails question, gonna come.
2: Well, you know what though, because this why I like this question, and I've, and I've thrown this out there um, in the past before on things like Twitter and stuff, and I said, well, if you could, and so Becky, I'm gonna end by putting you Dang. on the spot, as you know, I love to do, <laughs> by asking you if you could bring back. Any extinct attraction in any of the Walt Disney World parks, what what do you think it would be? What was your favorite that you just miss so, so very much?
1: Oh, my gosh. All right. Th- magic, this is gonna you're going to be... say
2: Magic Journeys, aren't you?
1: Um, No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't be saying that. This is going to be really, really funny. Believe it or not, in Disneyland, I would bring back the Skyride.
2: The same thing at Walt Disney World? Uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> there's a story I, I'm sure there's a story that's attached <laughs> to this somehow
1: There, there is there is and uh, we're running long. I'll I will have to I'll keep that for another day um, but yeah it, it goes back to to me and my dad my childhood my first visit at, at Disney and I I just I have such fond wonderful memories of of looking out over the park from from the sky ride and I think that that would I, that's the one that pops to mind first
2: you, you know what That, that's actually not as crazy as you might have thought it sounds um, and it's funny because When I was working on the Fantasyland Audio Guide, and that's not meant to be a shameless plug, but I guess it just was. You know, the Skyway and Mr. Toad and 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, all part of Fantasyland. And I'm like, God, I remember riding those as a kid. And I remember how much I enjoyed Mr. Toad and and the feeling that I got that I really was going under the sea um, in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And the views that you got from the Skyway. I mean... The, the views that you got when it made that sort of ninety degree turn um, by the by the raceway in Tomorrowland um, was very very memorable for me. Um, Horizons has always been very much at the top of that list. Um, mm-hmm. I think Horizons was just a phenomenal attraction, not just for the ride itself, but engineering feet and what it represented on so many different levels. And uh, really, one of my favorite original journey into imagination.
1: Oh, interesting!
2: Little Billy Barty Figment and bring back the dream finder my friend <laughs> bring back the Dreamfinder. so yeah um top 10 oh there they go top 10 extinct attractions we could bring back would end up turning Ooh. into top 20 as they are wont to do so easily anyway that is going to do it but Becky thank you so much and you will be back because there are many 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 more emails to get to and I promise we'll get to them as soon as possible so Becky Mankin from MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. You can visit her and all of her wonderful agents at mousefantravel.com. Thank you so very much.
1: Sayonara, Lou. Just dropping a hint on where I want to go next for dinner.
2: See, and I wasn't going to... I wasn't going (laughs) to... Thank you. There you go. I liked it. I liked the start. So, uh, uh, domo origato, Mr. Roboto. (laughs) It's time for this week's contest. And in the past, I've done trivia contests. I've done where in the world have you heard this contest? Bunch of different types. This week, gonna extend the where in the world concept a little bit farther and do something I call, name that Disney World tune. I'm gonna ask you to identify not sounds from Walt Disney World, but instead songs from Walt Disney World. These could be from attractions. They could be background music. It could be themes from current or former attractions. You never know, but the concept is exactly the same. I'll play the five clips and ask you to identify them in order and send your answers as well as your name, address, and shirt size to lou at wdwradio.com for a chance to win a prize package including an all-new WDW Radio t-shirt. You'll have just one week to enter this contest. Your answers will be due Saturday, August 1st at 11.59 p.m. Eastern, or thereabouts. And from all the correct entries, I will randomly draw one winner. So, without further ado, listeners, here are your five clues. Name these Disney World tunes. So that wasn't too bad. I played some extended clips from these songs as opposed to playing just, I can name that tune in one note or two note, three notes. Who knows? If, if everybody gets them right, maybe i will have to make them a little bit more challenging. But again, I want you just to have fun with these. You have until Saturday, August 1st, to get your entries in. Don't forget to also include your address and your shirt size. You'll win a shirt as part of it, a WDW Radio prize package. Email your answers to lou at wdwradio.com most importantly good luck and have fun that's all the time we have this week i hope you enjoyed the show be sure and check the show notes at wdwradio.com There I will link to the Dream Team Project blog where you can go see some pictures and previews of some of the auction lots at this year's Magic Meets event as well as find out more about the Dream Team Project. You can also make a donation right through First Giving right on the website as well. While you're on the site, be sure and check out some recent articles as well as some new videos that I've posted. I have some more videos that I'm getting ready to shoot and post as well. Definitely stay tuned. You can check for new videos either on the site through iTunes, or on YouTube. Also, in the show notes and on the forums, I have more information about my upcoming meets of the Month in Walt Disney World, including the, the one at the Disney Water Park on Saturday, August 29th, September's, which is going to be the weekend of the Adventures Club weekend, Saturday, September 26th, and October's, which will likely be Saturday or Sunday, October 24th or 25th. You can RSVP either in Facebook or on the forums. Again, links to all those right in the show notes. Big thanks to Becky Mankin from MEI and Mouse Fan Travel for joining me this week and answering some of your questions. You can find out more or get a free no-obligation quote from Becky and her team over at mousefantravel.com. And if you have a question that you want answered on the show, you can email me at lou at wdwradio.com. Or if you want to be heard on the air, you can call the toll-free voicemail line at 888-703-2171. Also want to say thanks to my other sponsors, including All-Star Vacation Homes And dvcbyresale.com, you can find links to both of their sites, again, at wdwradio.com. If you aren't following me on Twitter, you can come by and visit twitter.com slash lumangello. Sign up for a free account. I post a number of updates throughout the day, as well as play games during the week and from the Disney parks. Again, it's twitter.com slash lumangello. And come by, be my friend on Facebook, and join the WDW Radio Show fan page Again, more information there, lots of updates, great way to interact with other listeners as well. Same thing with the WDW Radio Forums. Come by and join the forums over at wdwradio.com forums. Links to all that, of course, right on the homepage of wdwradio.com. Stay tuned for another WDW Radio Live coming very soon. Again, best way to get updates on when that's going to happen, following me on Facebook or on Twitter. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I'm going to be hosting a Disney Dream cruise in 2011 aboard the all-new Disney Dream, looking still to gauge interest from people as to if you'd like to come and your preferred sailing date. We're looking to a couple of options, including a possible inaugural or first available sailing, January or February 2011, Fall 2011, which would likely be the lowest price, or June through August, Summertime 2011, During school break, so your kids can come, but again, possibly the the highest cost. Like I said, no obligation here, just looking to gauge interest. There's details and information on the event page over on Facebook, as well as in the forums. I'll link both of those up in this week's show notes. Last but certainly not least, as you may know, I have been working on Fantasyland, the third in the series of audio guides to Walt Disney World walking tours of the parks, where I take you on a very, very detailed look through all the lands of the Magic Kingdom. Eventually, we'll go through Epcot, the studios, Animal Kingdom, and so much more. The third in the series is Fantasyland, behind Main Street USA and Adventureland. And I'm happy to say that after months and months of work on the guide, Fantasyland is finished, and it's going to be available for download starting Saturday, August 1st. On that day, you'll also be able to pre-order the CD, which should be available probably within 14 days, probably around the middle of August. If you pre-order, your order will ship as soon as the CDs come in. But again, you should be able to order the download version on August 1st. That will retail for $7.99. The CD version will be 9 dollars If you haven't heard any of the other audio guides, They are available at wdwradio.com. There you can also get a video preview of the guides. And if you want to hear a free sample of what the audio guides actually sound like, you can download a small preview of Main Street USA right from the WDW Radio homepage. I suggest putting on your headphones, taking a listen so you can get a real sense of the 3D audio and ambient audio that comes from the Disney parks really gives you the sense of being there. And of course, stay tuned to the website, Twitter, and Facebook where I'll post more information and links to the actual Fantasyland guide page on the website in the shop where you can find out more and place your order. As always, my friends, if you like the show and if you like the audio guides which are now available in iTunes, please review them all. The show, the guides over in iTunes, very, very much appreciated. And of course, if you like the show, please help spread the word tell others about it, post in other locations about your favorite episodes, your favorite interviews, whatever it might be. Again, really appreciate all your help in that regard. Thank you all so very much for taking the time and tuning in once again this week. I really do appreciate it. So until next time, remember to follow your dreams and always, always keep moving forward. Have a great week, everybody. See ya.
0: Good evening, Lou. Hope everything's going good there. Uh, had a great time listening to your latest show, um, coming back from uh, from work, and actually part of it going in, the rest of it coming back, and uh, I just have to say it was absolutely amazing. I, I mean, I could just imagine all the people that, uh, like myself, were uh, many shades of green uh, envious of, uh, of your uh, trip to the... amazing Um, but you know I have to say it was funny because as I'm listening to you guys talking and when you guys started talking about the bird it was amazing I heard that story um, about uh, you know Walt Disney seeing that bird and and, and, um, taking it back with him I mean mean, a long time ago I think I read it somewhere it has to be a good 10-15 years ago and um I completely forgot about it, and it was amazing because it brought back, you know, the memory. But then, you know, I I was just kind of feeling um, a little tiny piece of what you must have been feeling actually seeing that thing, and and it kind of gave me chills, and and I must have had a really odd face, look on my face, or or must have made some kind of sound because the woman sitting next to me on the train kind of gave me a strange look. So I don't know what happened if I moaned or laughed or... (laughs) I don't know what, but um, anyway, uh, thanks again for another wonderful show, it's uh, always great to uh, listen to your shows, and uh, hope to meet you up at uh, one of the meets, in fact, where uh, uh, our big crazy family, were um, 23 days, 8 hours and 36 minutes away from uh, leaving for uh, Walt Disney World, and uh, but who's counting, right? <laughs> anyway, this is Mike, this is Damari, from the uh, not-so-sunny state of New Jersey, and uh, hope to see you soon. Take care.
4: Bye. Hi Lou, this is David again from Hiram, Georgia, just outside of Atlanta. We're leaving Epcot now after doing Soren twice, test track twice, a wonderful dinner at Germany's Beer Garden, and now we're headed back to the Contemporary Resort. Gonna hang out there for a little while, maybe relax, pool a little bit, and go upstairs to their observation deck and watch the. Uh, Watch the fireworks show at uh, wish the show at uh, Magic Kingdom tonight. And tomorrow it's off to Blizzard Beach, and we'll talk to you from there. Take care. Bye. Hello, this is Andre from New Jersey. Um, I just wanted to let you know I in very much enjoyed the show with you, interviewing Julie Andrews. Um, I actually am a very big fan of hers and yours, and want to congratulate you on the show past um, 100 shows which is like a benchmark and uh, keep up the great work alright talk to you soon bye hi Lou this is Lauren from East Brunswick New Jersey uh, I'm calling because my boyfriend Mike called uh, a few weeks ago around July 4th maybe the week before and surprised me with tickets to The Little Mermaid for our anniversary and we just got out of the show we're on the train back to Jersey right now and it was incredible it was Definitely worth seeing, and I know it closes August 30th. So I encourage everybody who can to go and see it. Beautiful show! All the effects were just amazing. Um, and, you know, thanks for everything that you do. You know, you've been great, and um, you know, thanks to Mike for doing this for me. And um, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.
3: Hi, Lou. It's Sharon from the suburbs of Cleveland, Ohio. And I just listened to the interview with Julie Andrews, and
4: it was wonderful. How did you get that together? That was amazing. Um,
3: and we're excited right now. It's Friday, and we're just about to leave to go see Mary Poppins downtown Cleveland. And we got some special rate tickets through um, the Disney Visa, which was really nice. And we um, hoping to see a really fantastic show.
4: Bye. Hey Lou, it's Dave again from Hiram, Georgia. We are at Disney's Hollywood Studios today. We've already done Toy Story Mania, and I got a personal best on that one myself, over $164,000. Um, we've also done the Live Motor Action stunt show. Um, finally got to see the uh, the show about Walt Disney himself, and that was an awesome show. Uh really touched us because we followed the life uh, and that he's, he's led and all the things that he's done and, and everything that he stands for, so it's just awesome to see that as well. Uh, we're headed over to Tower of Terror. My nine-year-old decided that he wants to try to ride it, so we're going to give it a shot. Have a great day, and we'll see you. Hey, Lou, this is Nick. And Chelsea. And we just became annual pass holders. In preparation for our fabulous Disney honeymoon. Uh, the cast member on the phone was so nice and helpful. And we uh, listened to a our engagement story which is at uh, Disney World Paris at midnight on New Year's Eve. And it was amazing. And uh, anyway, we're really excited, but we have to wait ten months. So uh, we're hoping you to staying in there, Lou, because uh, we listen every day trying to catch up. All right, bye.
5: Hi, Lou and WDW Radio listeners. This is Kenny from West Palm Beach, Florida. I recently did a weekend trip up to the uh, Orlando area to go take a friend for his birthday to Typhoon Lagoon. Even sprung for the cabana. Great, great deal. Uh, Included all your necessities. You had a set-aside area where no one could bother you. You had a personal assistant, towels, drinks, a locker, uh... upgraded furniture all included uh... you pay for it but you do get, get what you pay for um, never going to either one of the water parks i was uh... really impressed great seeming um, although there were a lot of people there you didn't feel like it was overcrowded uh... plenty of uh... people watching over you uh... lots of staff on hand um... it was a great great experience i can't wait to go check out blizzard beach next Hopefully that'll be uh, your choice for your park that you choose to go to uh, for a listener's meet. Uh, Kenny from West Palm Beach, thanks again.
4: Hey, Lou, this is David again from Hiram, Georgia. Uh, just wanted to say we had a fantastic evening at Epcot. We had uh, dinner reservations at uh, Chef's de France. Had a fantastic meal there, and then we got out just in time to wait at a great spot to catch... Our very first illumination. So it was fantastic. And now we're waiting for a boat ride. We're going to go over and visit the Yacht and Beach Club for a moment, walk around the boardwalk a little bit there before heading back to the contemporary for the night. So have a great evening, and uh, we'll give you an update again tomorrow from uh, Magic Kingdom. See ya. Hey Lou, this is David from Hiram, Georgia. We're standing in line to get our Fast Passes for Test Track. We've already ridden once this morning and just thought I'd give you a call and say hello and Mundello. We're having an awesome time here. Just arrived yesterday. We'll give you a call throughout the week doing our different rides. This is uh, our kids' first time here at Epcot, so we're going to take advantage of quite a bit of things here today. So have a great week. Love the podcast, and we love Lou. Take care. Bye.
0: Hey, good evening, Lou. This is Mike, Diz fanatic Damari from Edison, New Jersey. Once again, um, just had to give you a quick call and just let you know. um, Yesterday, I got um, your two um, trivia books, um, which I don't know why I didn't get them a long time ago. But um, anyway, I ordered them and got my autographed copies. Thank you very much and. I started uh, really digging my heels into Volume One, and it, it's uh, really fantastic. I love the way uh, I love the way the book is laid out, and uh, it, it's just fantastic. I uh, I wish I would have got it a long time ago, but actually, it's great that I got it now because now at least I'm enjoying it for the first time now. But I know it's going to be something that I could read over and over again, and uh, um, could actually have some fun with the kids with it. Um, you know discussing some of the trivia playing some uh, we can play some games with it and um but uh, anyway i uh, also uh want to thank you for making me miss my train stop because if uh, if i wasn't reading your book i would have realized uh, coming home from work today that um i was in edison but uh, i was so <laughs> so deep into the uh into your book that uh, um train station came and went or actually the train came and went the station just stayed there but uh, I kept going with the train when uh, half the train emptied out in Edison and uh, I was still on it headed out to New Brunswick so um, thanks for making me uh, me miss my stop but (laughs) anyway um, can't wait to pick it up again tomorrow morning and uh, continue where I left off anyway uh, thanks again and uh, hope to see you soon take care bye bye
3: hey Louis Josh Um, it's Saturday, I'm surprised that I haven't called in sooner, but uh, you didn't play voicemails last week, so I didn't know if I needed to save mine, but if I didn't, I thought that I'd just uh, take a break from the tips, because I'd been doing that for like five weeks straight, Um, otherwise, uh, Lou, I love the Julie Andrews um, interview, I don't know know how you got that, because uh, I've been sending fan mail to people, like I asked Michael Eisner to get on the show, um, I asked Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke, uh, he didn't even say anything. But I did get a letter back from Michael Eisner. I typed, and uh, it was signed by him. Uh, it says that he was too busy at the moment and everything. But still, I mean, a letter from Michael
5: Eisner. Wow.
3: So uh, just, I hope everyone's doing okay. And uh, remember, everyone, if we can dream it, we can do it. See ya.